Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hold up. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. What's good, man? I hope you guys have actually enjoyed the... You can go ahead and have a drink. It's not a problem. They're going to hear you swallow anyway. (laughs) Child, please. But anyway, again... We do appreciate you guys for coming back, listening to another episode. I hope, I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the new intro um, that was created by myself. The instrumental was by the homie Larry Yates. Um, El Bodine Beats, man, he hooked me up again. We appreciate it. We're glad to be the back. The voice was mine. It was like twelve voices on there. It's not just just, your voice. Your voice was the the one at the end. No, it's not the main voice. Your voice was just the one saying you're now listening to the reality. Is that's That's the most important part? Nah, that's been on other. I know. I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying. If you want to give yourself that shine, (laughs) go ahead and do that. Exactly. All right. So without all that being said, I think what is this episode 184? I think it's episode 184. So today's episode is going to be brought to you by Spreaker. Today's episode of The Reality Is is brought to you by Spreaker. Listen to the world's trendiest podcast or create your own on Spreaker. Or maybe even under the Roberts Media Group Network. So what does that mean? When people say, I mean, because you're saying that, but explain to people what does that mean? If they want, they can be on Spreaker or they can get through Spreaker by going through. Us directly as a network provider, setting them up, doing the whole nine, because that's what we've initially or essentially launched into. into that's very true yeah so we got a lot of things going on man we took a break from the podcast we were supposed to take three weeks this is the second week i never keep my word yeah i don't um, even remember it being three weeks i don't even think you would commit to three weeks i did say i basically was trying to say that i would go through the the whole month of april oh yeah that was a no-go well like we, from the start. well we did the first episode i think the the four we dropped four episodes in the first part of april yeah. So, I mean, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. Again, also today's episode is also brought to you by the W brand, where the motto is all wins, no losses. So go support the brand by going to www.thewbrand.com. www.thewbrand.com. That's what I said. <laughs> what did I what, what did I leave? You off? said www.thewbrand.com. I swear I didn't. I'm just glad that you got the third W in there this time because normally you'd be like, www. I used to do that. Yeah. But you made a statement about it before. 
mm-hmm. and I have since corrected yes, that. Yes, you are a very quick learner. I don't get a lot of credit for that. Well, I just gave you credit. I'm trying to get my mic right, you know, we're recording from my studio at home, so we are not in the MZ studio. Shout out to Mike Zavala, shout out to the homie Spider. But uh, man, I just wanted to jump back in. First of all, I wanted to come back and do the podcast because I first really, I was like, you know what? I'm going to come on this bench and I'm going to just go on a rant. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily going to rant. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know that from time to time I do um, have my occasional rant. I got to get rid of this uh, this little spit mic because I feel like I'm just too far away from my microphone. Yeah, you like to um, go on rants. It, but on the th- mic But this one was gonna be more Like it's been You can't say it's been tough we were No talking definitely before. It has been tough So I understand Where you're coming from I think that's um, I guess you're A little bit more outspoken I'm When it comes much. to that Which yeah. is why you created A podcast That's your lane And so for me It takes um, Even though it's been a lot It takes A, a lot more For me to wanna Rant about it On the mic I'll call you all day Invent, but see, I'm a, for the past couple of weeks, I think I've been really getting on your nerves. You and my mama, yes, very correct. <laughs> that is correct, Amando. But when you're going to new heights and transitioning into new territory, it's it's to be expected. It's yeah. all a part of it. So when she says new heights and, and new territories, we have a couple of podcasts, like we've told you guys before, that have come under the Roberts Media Group, mm-hmm. and we are taking them with us as we elevate. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? A lot of the things that I had to deal with when I first started out on the podcast, which was um, honestly trying to find my lane, mm-hmm. um, trying to find different ways to network with people to get our brand out there, um, making sure the quality is legit, making sure that we have correct content. We have a, if you will, like, um, what is that when you put things in order? Delegating or not just delegating, but I don't know the word I'm looking for. But basically, everything that we went through to get to the point of where we're at. Oh yeah, we have our procedures in place now. Exactly, and but we're those helping. Are the, but those are the things we didn't have. Oh yeah. So when you join the Roberts Media Group, those things that you're the questions that you have for podcasting, there are answers mm-hmm. for those things. Like there wasn't answers for me when we exactly. started. Exactly, we just had to figure this shit out on our own. So now we're in a position to help other people avoid some of the same mistakes that we experienced. Very true. And I think the difficult part with that is you say now we have a couple of podcasts under us. We initially started out with several podcasts. So if we we could just start from there where we went from several podcasts to, you know, people not really keeping their word or following up the way they were supposed to. So now we're, we're, basically starting over yeah but but the, and the re, i just put on social media the other day on instagram i said rebranding is necessary mm-hmm. and i think when we first started this whole thing about uh wanting to expand the brand mm-hmm. and bring people under we were just excited to be able to help other people exactly i literally was like hey let's we, shit if this is what it is but let's one bring thing that on. you always have to keep in mind and one thing that you will consistently be reminded of when you're going through certain things is you can't help everybody no you can't some people will come to the table and they want to do uh what you're doing yeah. they don't realize the amount of work that goes behind it or they don't realize that they have to play their role yeah they want to step out of line and and do. every role is not the leader exactly so you need exactly. to know that it's crazy because another thing like you said we've one two we we we're we're in the process of bringing on two or three podcasts right now yeah after cutting two or three podcasts exactly and the funny thing about it and I'll say this if those people who have been cut still listen to our podcast 
if you're listening to this, you're probably finding out right now that you've been cut. And you but, weren't cut by us. You cut yourself out, basically. Yeah, you cut yourself because, out. Because we are now no longer on Blog Talk Radio. We are going to Spreaker. Spreaker mm-hmm. bought out Blog Talk Radio. And they have more platforms that you have access to if guidelines are followed. Mm-hmm. Certain guidelines were not followed. Certain people didn't upload their stuff. They didn't execute the things that were sent out. They didn't respond to emails. They didn't respond to text messages. Yes, they didn't respond lack to phone of communication calls. is the first sign That's a waste of, of major time. trouble. Yeah. Because if we're over here working hard on your behalf, then why should we continue doing and that we, if you don't even take out the time to respond? And this is the mother And even if your response is, no, I'm not interested. No, I want to stay where I am. Then that's fine. That's fine. But at least have the courtesy, the decency, and the respect to say no. But that's the part about us learning how to run a business and to run a podcasting business. Well, I want to say, yeah, running a podcasting business specifically, I want to say that, you know, of course we always learn stuff new every day. Yeah. But when it comes to running a business, I think that's something that I've had experience with. You've had experience yeah. with it as well. Yeah. I will say that I have been second guessing myself a lot based on certain situations that happened um, when we first started this. Yeah. And so I think that's where my struggles lie because. Well, what do you mean? Um, certain email negotiations. Oh, okay, okay. So basically, place. so yeah, so basically <laughs> what you're saying is so many words to explain to the listeners is when you've had a negative experience, it's kind of like being in a relationship. Uh-huh. You know, if you're in a relationship and maybe the last person used to holler all the time and you don't do well with hollering and you go into another relationship and you're like, if you were the hollerer, you're kind of like, well, let me try something yeah, different. Because exactly. hollering may have been what I did, but that's not the message I intended to come across. Exactly. So how do I, you know, work around it this time to where people understand And it's what not I'm even in a situation, like hollering is definitely not cool. Exactly. But I think in this case, it's not even a, a matter of someone being wrong. Yeah. I think it was just like, okay, how can I avoid that being the outcome again? But sometimes it's the people. Exactly. Meaning like what you're talking about in reference to negotiating, you know, we've talked about it before having a deal last year that we were trying to work out with another business to make it beneficial for both parties. But the first time we didn't want a certain thing, it just went off the table. Everything was off the table. Exactly. And it's crazy because, you know, I kind of felt that way today. Um, Shout out to, you know, some people who work with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like their work wasn't up to par as Mm -hmm. of late. And I remember I, I hit you and I said, hey, man, I want to reach out. But, you know, kind of like you said, with what happened last year when we were doing business, mm-hmm. you're kind of nervous, especially not, when you're doing some business, doing business with friends. But I think doing big business. I think that was the big business. Yeah. True. OK, so you go That's big business difference. and also doing it with people that you actually genuinely like. Exactly. I think it's hard. And that was the situation with me and the person I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. You know, we met through doing business together, but we created and cultivated a, a great relationship that turned into a true relationship. We both have good friendship. Thing, friendship Brotherhood. And, yeah. And things that we we're both good at the things that we do. Mm-hmm. So basically, I felt like he dropped the ball and I was just kind of like, OK, I'm going to leave him a message. Mm-hmm. Not to be funny, same way I did with the guy last year. Yeah. And I left him an audio message. If you have iPhone. Oh, but the difference. Okay. But let me, let me, you can say that after I finish. Cause I I'll wanted, forget. You know, I'll forget. No, no, no. You got to stop. Cause okay. I will forget. I'm already losing it. Jesus Christ. So basically I reached out to this person just like I did last year. I voiced my opinion. I did not curse. I did not use any kind of profane language or derogatory words. And I made sure that my voice was kind of like it is right now. Mm-hmm. I left about a two minute message. 
like I said, it was by iPhone. If you have don't have iPhone, you need to get on iPhone so you can leave audio messages. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So you heard the audio message. We were getting ready to record this episode, and I got a phone call on my business phone. That was the difference. So I got the yeah because the last time I did it with this guy, the other guy, I had left a message, and I ain't gonna lie, he bitched up, and I never yeah, heard he from him. Out. And the, yeah, and then I ran into him somewhere else, which means nigga, you gonna run into me regardless if you put that <laughs> energy out there. But the guy, the the guy that I'm talking about now. He ended up hitting me back about half hour later. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to record this episode and he called. And a part of my message was, I don't like hearing people say I'm sorry for the things that they've done wrong. I hate apologies because people use apologies too much. Not to be funny, when me and you were together, you used apologies a lot of times. And I was like, I don't, when people, the reason I don't like apologies is when people use a, I'm sorry too much, it's kind of like it dilutes the meaning and the intentionality of that comment. Mm-hmm. So I just hate it. So as soon as he called, he was like, I know you told me on the message to not say this. And I said, bro, don't say it. He was like, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I won't say I'm sorry. I'll just say I apologize. Yeah, because he he genuinely meant it. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because when I left the message, I told you, I was like, I hope he doesn't take offense to it. I'm a, I'm a straightforward person. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to learn how to be straight shooters. Me and Jason talked about it on episode 180 mm-hmm. when we were talking about how do you get past the disagreement or if you feel like a person in business is not performing and business. And I think that's just a part of being an adult and knowing how to handle um, certain situations and realizing what relationships or what friendships are important to you. And you and not to be funny, the way this situation was handled today, I'll finish the story, but I'll say this before I finish it. But when I heard his voice, just the fact that he called. Exactly. When, he, when he called, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was kind of nervous because I was like, first of all, I was like, who the fuck is this? I didn't know the number because he called, called on a different, on a different number. Time, yeah. But when I answered and I heard his voice, I was like, okay. And me being me, I still kind of heard it was his tone that let me know he was sincere. Exactly. Because even when I heard his voice, I was like, man, he ain't about to cry. But I could, t- I heard the sincerity, mm-hmm. the, the sincerity, if that's a word, yeah. in his voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, he's he's cool. So honestly, any kind of anger I felt anyway, it, it was done. Window. And he was like, next time you have anger with me or you have an issue with me, let me know right then. And I said, bro, I get that, but I have yeah, a way. No, we don't want I that. said, I don't have, I'm not great <laughs> at car, uh, compartmentalizing and putting all the things that need to be handled. So if I have an issue with one person, it takes me a while to compartmentalize mm-hmm. that shit and have it for that one person. And no, I told him, I said, bro, I if I would, I said, bro, if I would have hit you two weeks ago, you would have got about, I would have ate your lunch and you would have, I would have ate, ate other people's lunch for the shit that somebody else did. And that mm. wouldn't have been fair. I said, so I had to take some time, kind of take some time to myself. I took a break from the podcast and I've been digesting this shit, going to therapy. And I was like, you know what? Now is the time to let him know that I'm displeased and what's going on, so on and so forth. And he was like, hey, bro, I don't want you to feel like I'm using you or trying to take advantage of y'all. You know, I look at you as family. And I was like, that's cool. But when it comes to business, I just want us to make sure we have the open lines of communication. And he Mm -hmm. understood it. Exactly. And he was like, nigga, if I fuck up again tomorrow, call me tomorrow and let me know I fucked up. Because sometimes we fuck up and we know we fucked up. But you know, the, you know, the best part of that conversation, What he said, bro, you hitting me up because I he said he said something to the I'm paraphrasing because it's it slipping me. But he said something to the extent of. If I fuck up, he was like, nah. He said, I know I fucked up. Mm -hmm. He was like, so I'm sorry about that. He said, but when I fuck up like this or if I fuck up like this again, be sure to let me know. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was like, if. He took ownership. Yeah, he was like, if. And then he was like, nah, I know I fucked up, bro. I know I dropped the ball. So again, I apologize. And I was just like, this, I'm fucking with the right dude. That's a real nigga. I'm fucking with the right motherfucking Mm -hmm. dude. Because not only did he change his his tone and what he was saying to accept it. 
Man, even when I was talking to him, it made me think about my dad. Because what I tell you, I was like, the one thing I hate about my dad is he always rationalized mm-hmm. his shit. Mm-hmm. I hate motherfuckers who rationalize mm-hmm. the shit that you've done. No, motherfucker. Just say, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to do better. I may fuck up again. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you have the agency to call me to the carpet mm-hmm. if I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing. Going back to the business part, we've been struggling with making sure people understand what they need to do. Exactly. You oh, hit, my God. You hit I me get, up all the time. You tell me about 120 emails that you're getting, some of them from the same people, and you're kind of like, asking read. Asking the same questions yeah. and not following the procedures that have been set for. And some people even garners for going as far to say, well, this is what works for me. In a business, and you don't get well, to do that. Okay. When you're if in, that's what works for you, then you can just go and do it. Yeah. You know, not to be funny, but you don't, the way I see it is if you're coming to me for help, you don't get to say, well, this is what works for me. Well, you can say that. You can say it, but but not in a a tone of, well, this is what works for me, so this is what we going to do. Yeah. No, no, that that's not how this going to work. And if you're working in business, if you're working in business with someone, you get to do that. When you're working I, I want, when you're needing someone's help, you mm-hmm. can't really dictate the terms. It's kind of like if you're hungry mm-hmm. and you say, I'm hungry, and somebody say, well, all I got is bologna in the refrigerator. Have at it if you want it. I got yeah. some bread in there, some cheese, no mayonnaise, whatever. And, and the motherfucker say, I want ham. Nigga, are you hungry or yeah, not? exactly. Do you want to eat, bitch? And especially, I think people have to really um, sit back and think about what all they are getting. And the many times that people have gone out of their way, you may not even think about it, but if you sit back and you say, wow, this person is is literally responding to me when they normally wouldn't respond, you know, outside of business hours. Um, This person is going out of their way to make sure I understand something. Like like Jason said, though, on on episode 180, nigga, people who want something from him, he's like, you don't get to call Ralph Lauren and talk directly to Ralph Lauren if you want a different type of shirt. So with us, you don't get to fucking talk to... uh, what is it, Zucker, Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook? If your account go down, you don't get to talk directly to the motherfucker in charge in a bit. There is a chain of command, exactly, and there is protocol to follow, and you just have to respect it. I mean, and if not, and that's the find hardest. your own way. I think that's the thing that I've been struggling with the most is people not respecting the, the boundaries that have that have to be set. And if you are listening to this and you're under the umbrella, don't go to her and not like what she says. And then come back to me. Yeah, because I feel like we are parents. I hate that fucking (laughs) shit. Like when you when somebody hits me up and then I already know because you've told me the story that you've had with this person or the conversation Mm -hmm. and I get that text message. I'm not going to say shit. I'm backing her. And not to be funny. I mean, I'm not bragging or anything, but nine times out of ten, whatever they come with you with is shit that I have implemented. It's shit that I do. It's shit that I handle, shit that I've set up like if I tell you the answer, that's the motherfucking that's answer. That's the answer. I ain't, what I tell somebody the other day when they was like, somebody hit me up the other day and they was like, hey, bro, thanks for everything you did, did helping us get on the, you know, the podcast and helping us get where we going. I said, bro, I'm the connection. She's the plug. Yeah. Period. No, 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 no. I, I pulled a Toby uh, Negway. Mm-hmm. I said, you're the uh, he said no he said if I'm the plug then she the socket mm-hmm. so you the socket mm-hmm. I'm the plug exactly but it ain't nothing the plug don't work without a socket yeah so if y'all need something from me you could get it from her and if she tells you that shit is motherfucking golden yeah period 
So I'm excited. Four-year anniversary of the Reality Is podcast happened this month. Yes. It actually, I think, well, actually, I think we're on the right timetable. Yeah. It um, would have been this weekend. It would have been this weekend, mm-hmm. but we're celebrating next Today, weekend. actually. Oh, it would have been today? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is right, because we did do that celebration on a Saturday. Yeah. Very true. So the four-year anniversary, we're doing a dinner, um, at an undisclosed, a brunch at an undisclosed location. We have... Uh, people probably like, why y'all fucking telling us? We're just telling you because we're excited. I know, we're celebrating ourselves. So, you know, <laughs> we're, we're doing a little anniversary dinner um, with the people. And the reason it's undisclosed and it's whatever is because we chose the people yeah. who have supported us thus far to get to this point, mm-hmm. to help us get to this point, whether it was support, whether it was, you know, consistent messaging saying, mm-hmm. hey, you guys can do it, you're going to get there, whether it was ideas, whether it was contents, whether content, whether they visited excuse me, the podcast, or did something to help push the podcast mm-hmm. forward. Those they are the people set them that themselves apart, apart in some way. Yeah, and it makes it different because I think when we launched the podcast, I never forget we did it in downtown. Mm-hmm. And when we did it, it, it was a lot of people there, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of people there that we didn't even really fuck with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? And not to be funny, not one of those people are at the going to be at that dinner on next Sunday. No, not at all. So to have about 100-something people at the first launching of the podcast, not mm-hmm. one of those people would be at the dinner mm-hmm. for four years later. Exactly. That tells you a lot. Yeah. That speaks does. volumes in itself. And I think we went back and forth for a while because we thought about, you know, doing doing a, uh, just a public event yeah. or whatever, kind of like we did with the lunch party. But this one is a little bit more intimate and it means a lot to us. So that's why we wanted to make sure we chose people that have been genuine supporters, not just hopping on the bandwagon because they think that we're going somewhere. Yeah. We're doing something more than where we are. People who know that the struggle is real. <laughs> yes. I think the funny thing about it, I always like to be trained transparent um on the podcast because first of all i want to say um shout out to the ceo of blavity Mm -hmm. um i know we're working on some things Mm -hmm. and the other day i know you're working on some things Mm -hmm. and the other day i'm working on it you working on it yeah i know but still like when you hit me up the other day i was like well i hit you up the other day and i was like why the fuck i said have you been talking to blavity Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah i was he's like why you asking i was like well the ceo just followed me and I'm wondering what that is and if for you, why she's following me. And I was like, it had to be because of you because she ain't going to just follow my small ass out of nowhere. But you don't the, know. People don't look at you like that. So That's very true. And we've been getting a lot of followers from different places and a lot of feedback from different places. So, again, as we always say, we're blessed, man. I wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit about Cardi B and the criticism <laughs> that Cardi B has been receiving. No, I have not heard the album. I didn't, li- I didn't listen to any song on her first album my side of one or two songs this is her it's, first album what was the what she did she with did mixtapes before but okay. this is her first official like, album yeah are you sure yeah so the this is whatever making money moves these are blood shoes like what was that <laughs> i think that was on the album. that was a single that wasn't on the i that's swear that on, was on the album. that's on the album it's on that album too? yes it's on this okay, album so, invasion of privacy okay so that shows you how much i do now i don't really listen to female hip-hop artists and it's not that i don't think any of them are dope I just don't want to hear about... I don't really like hearing niggas talk about fucking bitches and fucking them and doing this and saying all these derogatory shit. But her shit. album, I mean, even I'm not though, saying, But listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm not against Cardi B. Okay. You have told me a lot of the criticism that she was, you know, that she was getting. And then on social media, I saw a lot of people posting things. Mm-hmm. But what I do know about so uh, Cardi B from Charlemagne, her number one fan, clearly, <laughs> is that, you know, she comes from a background that didn't promise her to be where she is that mm-hmm. right now and I think that's what attracted me to her and her music 
the most. And a lot of people seem to have issues with the message that she has. And mm-hmm. some of the songs I've listened to um, on the new album and just overall some of the songs that she's created or, you know, uh, been featured on, mm-hmm. she does have a lot of grimy talk. But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what artist doesn't have mm-hmm. grimy talk, especially a hip-hop artist, when they first come out? Exactly. Now, not all of these stories are true about every artist on every album, but some of these stories and some of the things that she's spitting is true. Mm-hmm. You're even, talking about things that you've seen, that you've experienced. If you've been and, in a strip club, I mean, if you yeah. was a stripper, if you was a, you know, if maybe somebody was a drug dealer. Let that girl live. But I mean, and it's plenty of time for her to transition into, into who she's going to be. Like, she's already, I've already seen a transition. Of course. Like, from, I don't watch um, Love and Hip Hop, yeah. that series, but just seeing different memes yeah. and different things like that, I've already seen a transition. And at the end of so, the day, it's not her job to be a role model. Mm-hmm. Is it her job? It's not, but it is. It's not I mean, it, all it, it's, on, it, it on It gets her. placed on black people real hard to be a role model because very few of us make it to certain places. Mm-hmm. So when we do and people can... I guess feel like we're familiar. Their life, our lifestyles are familiar to theirs. Yeah. They they latch on a little bit. But if your girl, if your baby girl out there twerking and sucking dick, oh, yeah. they don't have shit to do with Cardi B. Yeah, that's your that's shitty you ass parent. So for, for the sure. motherfucker, my and the reason I say this, <laughs> not even back in Cardi B. It's just black people shut the fuck up niggas is talking about they woke like toby nigga say y'all sleepwalking (laughs) and y'all talking about y'all woke and every and this is the thing the main motherfucking people who talking about people like that are the same bitches they turning up to it behind closed doors and they are they turning up to some other ratchet music Mm -hmm. if you're listening to hip-hop and that shit are they popping pills or they hitting lines like it's stuff or they fucking somebody's husband or they doing something wrong (laughs) so it's no room for judgment from anybody the fuck up man that's all I black about people that. shut the fuck up man like i'm so fucking sick of it we always got something to say like we don't do shit wrong yeah shut the fuck up oh man. we the chosen ones though we can't be wrong yeah <laughs> uh, you know hey cardi b doing a thing man you know rapping is about life it's about experiences it's about things that you went through mm-hmm. even if it's somebody else writing your bars you're telling the experience of somebody else's life and you still have to have the talent to memorize all these lines. All that shit. And yeah. I tried so. to rap the other day in the mirror just to see if I had a few bars from when I used to do the shit back in the day. It is not. I could have told you back in the day it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. To remember a 16 or write a 16 that includes punchlines, to write a hook mm-hmm. to a song is not easy. Like you say, to memorize, we, we've been watching Rapture yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, that's why I said that. And oh even Logic, Logic said it best. Logic was like, nobody should be making mistakes. If I can remember all my goddamn songs, which is a hundred some songs at this point, remember your job, when you're supposed to come in with the cue, write the hook, knowing the producer, knowing the engineer is supposed to drop the levels, raise them. If I can remember all of this shit, how fuck you? How the fuck you? How come you can't fucking do one job? Mm-hmm. People who out there talking about rapping is bullshit. No motherfucker, that is a job. Mm-hmm. Same way being an athlete is. It's too. a job. You gotta hone that craft, yeah. and you gotta put in your ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't put in them ten thousand hours, <laughs> shout out to my um my counselor Uneka Jones. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Cause you just put it on out there, honey. I already talked to her. I talked to her the other day, and I said, "Hey, people been asking me about, yeah, you know, counseling." Cause you know, I've I mean, done it's that hard stuff. to come by good counselors. I yeah. love mine. Yeah, Lord so knows. I came out on Instagram on the Reality Is page. You make me feel like I want to drop her name too. Okay, live show. You can do that shit on another one. We talking about my person now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got the gall to drop it. So w- w- with 
that being said, I put out a message last week on Instagram and I was talking about how counseling is important and I think black people really need to dive more into going to therapy and counseling and talking their issues out with somebody who's non-biased. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of people hit me up, black men, I'm proud to say. Yeah, that's me, awesome. Yeah, hit me up and they was like, in the inbox on Instagram, and they were like, hey, that's dope that you putting this out here about, you know, counseling and therapy. And he was like, do you mind me asking who is mm-hmm. your therapist? And I told him. And he was like, how can I reach her? And I kind of told him, and I told him a little bit about the insurance and mm-hmm. what I pay. a lot of people don't, re- it's crazy. A lot yeah. of people don't know that that is something that you have through your job. Most jobs yeah, offer most it. Most jobs offer that. And if you have insurance, you It'll, should have anywhere yeah. between three to six or even 10 free sessions. Exactly. So you could be in there getting it in. You know what I'm saying? And not to be funny, if you get all your shit out before 10 and you ain't got a little shit in Exactly. You, you I will say do not abuse it, though. Please don't abuse it. Because that is something that even though they're technically not supposed to, jobs do look at that and see, you know, okay, this person's been in counseling for whatever. So I would say just go during the times where you feel like you need it the most. What, what do you mean? As far as like, don't just go. Kind of like my counselor told me. Oh, just don't I go Because I got comfortable with going yeah. because it felt good to talk to somebody that is not or they're bound by privacy laws yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So she was like, girl, you don't need me anymore. She was like, unless you want me to keep taking your money, don't come back. But that's one of the things that she told me. She was like, jobs do look at how long you go. So she was like, break it up. That's the, See, that kind of shit. Get you a black one too. Because mm-hmm, they'll tell you like. Most of them will. If they're yeah. not just in it for the for money, the money, they're gonna they'll, let you know. Yeah, they'll be honest with back. you. Counseling is good. Counseling, counseling, what I've learned in a, I've been going for about a month now. Um, what I've learned about myself in the most recent ones, and the question that Miss Jones posed to me, she was like, "You do a lot. Mm-hmm. You take care of a lot of people. You look out for a lot of people. You're helping a lot of people." From things that I've told her that I don't even put on the podcast because I don't think you should toot your own horn in mm-hmm. certain aspects. Exactly. So when she, I told her everything, she was like, so who's taking care of you? And I was like, it really made me look at things mm-hmm. and not just take care of me from a relationship standpoint, but from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Basically, she was like, who's taking care of you? Who's putting as much back into you as you're putting into them? Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that, I didn't have a lot of people to, I could use one hand and didn't need all the fingers. Mm-hmm. And what it made me realize was you really need to start probably pouring into those people only mm-hmm. who are pouring into you. And if you are pouring into anybody else, let it be people who truly need it, meaning mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. meaning young adults, mm-hmm. meaning other people who are struggling to do something that I may already be good at, mm-hmm. but not just giving the game and giving people insight and giving people foresight for things that not to be funny, they'll hear you say it, but won't ever apply it. Exactly. And I think that's one of those lessons that you learn naturally over time as you get older. Cause that's one of the things that I started to realize It's like, I've never been big on having a large number of friends. Mm-hmm. I've always kept my circle small, yeah. but even in that small circle, there were a few people that were not pouring into me the same way that I was pouring into. And yeah. not everybody is capable of it. I think that's something that you also have to keep in mind because yeah. some people just weren't, they don't understand things the same way you do. And you can't knock them for that. I think it all goes back to the level of intention. Very true. So if I feel like this is a good person and yeah, they may not be able to do this the way I want them to do it, but they're still bringing something to the table, then I will continue to pour into them. What is something, because I know we're not going to do a full podcast. We're still on vacation. I just wanted to come and drop something off for you guys and let you guys know we're still alive and in the land of the living. Now, I did want (laughs) to kind of focus on white people for a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. I think white people, I, I really want to get more white people on the podcast moving forward. The re, And not just white people, but different races, period. So we can. Come on, white people. Well, come on, all people. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, for one, the guy at the gas station, he's going to be on the podcast soon. Yes. I, I can't remember his name, but he's from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And he's, um, you know, in your neighborhood, you have a little gas station. Yeah, we don't have like, store. yeah, we got a corner store. So it is kind of like having a bodega mm-hmm. and you can go to this little corner store and get everything you need, gas, food, whatever. If you need something, you don't want to go to a major store. So this Ethiopian guy was over here and we were talking the other day and he was talking about how Italians, mm-hmm. you know, kind of took over and the way white people you know, Caucasian people have done over here in America. I forgot he told me to tell you how to. Okay, shout out to him. But he he told me about how Italians did that to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? It'll be dope to have that story on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, would you mind? And that authentic. Yeah, and that authentic voice. Because mm-hmm. he was like, well, he was like, I would love to tell the story. He was like, but I, how about I give you the information you research it and you talk about it? I said, bro, I said, it ain't going to be the same. With that thick Ethiopian accent, you need to tell your story. Mm-hmm. So for the people who are listening, white people, everybody else, man, who's not black, if you want to be on the podcast, email us at info at the reality is and come through. The reason I want to do that, because there's so many things that we will never learn about each other if we are not having the conversation mm-hmm. and not just about racism. It's just about perspective. Mm-hmm. Like right now, not to be funny, we're doing, let's go back to the reality is event that we're doing. Uh-huh. I've said this before on like social media. I was like, it's crazy how if you're cool or you fuck with white people, and white people fuck with you until it's a room full of black people and they're the only white people in there. Oh, yeah, and I, I called you yesterday and told you that. Like, we I don't. I kind of feel like. But that ha- I've said that before, too. Like, have. every time my white counterparts or friends invite me somewhere, we I go. go and we're <laughs> I'm either the only black guy or if you go with me, we're the only black people in there. And we're just fine. And we're just fine. The reason but we're fine is because we go to work every day and we outnumber. Exactly. We go to the bathroom, we outnumber. We go to a gym, we outnumber. We go to a exactly. college, we outnumber. We go to a, a car detail shop. We outnumbered. We would literally have to be in a fucking hood to not be outnumbered but by white people. Every single time we invite our white friends somewhere where the group is predominantly black, the answer is always no. They never or come. they wait until the last minute. They don't say anything about it. And they're like, oh, I meant to tell you. I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. White people. Why is that? Stop bitching up, man. Please. Stop bitching up. If we're if we're friends with you, first of all, and we're inviting you somewhere. Ain't we, shit going to happen to you. you. Yeah. And it ain't going to be. You're okay. And you're not going to be in it. We're not going to put you. See, this is the thing. This is the thing that we think about that white people don't think about. We're not going to put you in a room with a racist motherfucker. Exactly. We're not going to put you in a room with a black person who hates white people. You may be in a room with a black person that may want to ask a white person a question. Mm-hmm about something yeah. because we like I said we never get to have certain conversations with you guys because of the fear of it mm-hmm. just like Kamal Bell um, the actor uh, different races of America mm-hmm. United Races of America he on his first episode he went to go visit the Ku Klux Klan in a uh, deep part of Kentucky and a deep part of Arkansas now mm-hmm. as I saw him watching this I was like he's this, bold yeah I was like this nigga's brave to do this and only be going with his little CNN crew that he's doing it with which I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was white. Well, that's what I'm gonna say which pretty sure was white <laughs> But as he talked to the the one of the black KK, He's a good Negro. KKK leaders, like he was talking to them and they still didn't like him. Didn't really. The biggest reason they gave when he was talking to him, he was just like, we feel like we're the pure race. So, on his, you know, all this, this garbage. I don't I didn't come to talk about that. What I wanted to yeah, talk about is not. white people. There are things that you guys don't know about black people and you need to fucking have a discussion with us to talk to us about it. Uh, uh, somebody put out something on Instagram the other day and I reposted it and they were talking about white people gentrifying black areas and then coming in and people are dying and people are getting you know they we having to move off and so on and so forth and Mm -hmm. y'all are reporting shit on us so basically 
everybody in the hood knows that motherfucker that's so off that ooh wee that he's just like a flag in the breeze, mm-hmm. just sitting on the corner. Not even necessarily off the ooh wee. You have a lot of veterans that come that's back. That's what I was about to say. Or yeah. veterans who come back and they're talking to themselves yeah. or they're sitting out on the stoop. You know, not to be funny, that stoop used to the probably PTSD just be. The yeah. has like excommunicated them from their families. Yeah. And it's a lot more stories that But can black be told. people who are in the hood and are of the hood, we able to walk by and see that person and be like, Hey man, mm-hmm. um, how you doing today? Or yeah. you know, you need anything? Give them some change. Give them some change. And you keep on fucking moving. Yeah. You motherfucking white people moving. that are coming over here, that's moving in and calling the police, saying mm-hmm. it's a man causing uh, confusion on the corner, or he yelling on the corner, motherfucker. The 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 he served mm-hmm. this fucked up country, mm-hmm. so your dumb ass could still have freedom. Mm-hmm. And then you go call the laws on him. You don't go make sure he's all right. Mm-hmm. You don't go check on him. Then or the ask fucking, somebody in the neighborhood that doesn't look like you to yeah. be like, hey you know but they're yeah. afraid to, to and ask and what white people questions. don't understand and again not mad at y'all but y'all need to be aware of the power that y'all have mm-hmm. if a white man calls the police but that's the reason why they on. do it if a white yeah they know they power mm-hmm. if a white man calls the police and said hey sir there's somebody on the corner and he's making all this noise that's gonna rev up another fucking white dude who mm-hmm. he, that's probably most the primarily the most white men are in the uh, mm-hmm. police department. He's gonna come out there trying to do his brother a solid, mm-hmm. and either he gonna jack him up or he gonna talk to him a certain way or whatever the case may be. Same thing with a white woman. It's even worse with a white woman because it's the damsel oh, yeah. in distress just off your motherfucking voice. Oh yeah. You call into the police department and say, I don't know what's going on downstairs, but some, you know, I just mm-hmm. heard something whatever in the alley, and it's a black guy. Alley, every black guy black is going to be in question every fucking they black guy come across. be mindful of your motherfucking tongue mm-hmm. if it's something that you don't understand like I said I don't know read a book ask a black person don't be and not to be funny don't let TV dictate your perception Please of us don't if we let it, y'all may watch shit on TV and I watched the documentary and they was talking about how a lot of white people have not really interacted or met black people. Like the guy on the um, um, United Races of America. He was like, have you ever, he asked one pastor who was preaching racist rhetoric. He's like, why do I got to be called a racist bigot if I just want to stay with my own people and be around my own people? And I want to be around my that. own people too, but I do expose myself to every You culture. have to, to understand that exactly. everybody is more alike than And you I find think. value in every culture because of that. Every culture has something that we can take mm-hmm. from. So I, I just wish white people be more open-minded as open-minded as a lot of you guys are be more open-minded. Don't allow television to tell you how black people and brown people or people of color period move because mm-hmm. the same way they show Hispanics as rapists and killers and got a knife and uh, Hispanic males beat their wives and whatever, whatever in movies mm-hmm. and the way they show black dudes selling drugs, smoking weed, beating their women, at, you know, being lazy the same way they mm-hmm. show white trailer trash doing, meth and uh, soccer mom smoking crack mm-hmm. or doing prescription pills we could be looking at y'all bitches the same motherfucking way but we don't you know why we got common sense you know why because we expose ourselves mm-hmm. to other people and for those that are open-minded or present themselves to be open-minded don't just have these conversations in private yeah. have them in public have them in fucking take them public. back to your other counterparts and share them with them yeah but be real be real like mm-hmm. when you're talking to a black person ask the because Ask the questions you want to know. you don't have to try so hard. Please Just have don't. a regular conversation. Please. You ain't got to call you me. You don't have to use our terminology. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't even sound right doing When I, like, I'll I, I, I say something like this. I can't wait to see power and see what 50 Cent has done. Yeah. A white person would be like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what power and see what 50 Cent has done. No, <laughs> motherfucker, it's 50 Cent. It's just like it reads. Yes. 50 Cent. Yes. Don't be extra. Lil Wayne. It ain't Just Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. 
Lil Wayne. Not Lil Wayne, not Little Wayne, Lil Wayne. We don't need you saying my G. We don't need you saying bruh. If you want to yeah. say bro, cool. Bruh, that's cool. bread, that's we yeah. we as black people we always have a we way of flipping things to take it and make it our own. And it doesn't matter how much we care about you as our white friends. Yeah. We just look at him like, why did, why is he trying so hard? Yeah. And even when you listening to that music in your own car and you get Please. to say, oh my god, you I get had, to say, you know nigga. I had that. Yeah, and you get to say, <laughs> rap it, rap it all day. You know, you rap, know I had that at work. You, you, I think you were on the phone yeah, with me. If you don't get a pass, <laughs> don't fucking say nigga. You yes, just don't get the fucking. Don't. You don't. I had somebody at work that was looking up the Cardi B lyrics because they are absolutely in love with the Cardi B album. So I think, yeah, you definitely need to listen to it if they listen to it. But, um, and they were looking up the lyrics and they were saying, and I heard the the N word come out their mouth, and I was like, uh uh, you don't get to say that. You don't get to do that. You do not get to say that word. And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I was just going, yeah, no. Yeah. I think the funny thing too is whatever as a white person another thing whatever you say behind closed doors have the balls or uh, fat vagina enough to say (laughs) what you say behind closed doors Mm -hmm. for real because if I say cracker ass cracker or if I say honky or if I say ho ass nigga a fake bitch I'm gonna Mm -hmm. say that same shit behind closed doors and I'm gonna say it in your face and trust and believe I would rather know who I'm dealing with up front than to to have the yeah and see the thing about it is the reason I don't the reason I say say it to people because a lot of black people we say shit about y'all mother stupid motherfuckers Mm -hmm. behind closed doors the difference between us is we can say it to your face it doesn't make us racist we can say it to your face I've talked to many a white dudes and said nigga cause white people you can be a nigga too mm-hmm. but yeah it get complicated you don't get to say that shit back yeah you still don't get to fucking say that shit back say it I don't this think is they the, like that with- this is the thing though if you wanna say it say it just be prepared for the repercussions that's what I was about to say you have to be ready for the I like that though I would like a dude I would love for a white dude to be like shut the fuck up nigga and I'd be like what the fuck you say bro and he's like nigga and well, then you he's ready just but he's, and he's ready to square up because I'll be like Mom, I slapped the dog piss out his ass yeah, but, but then I'll be like I got him. respect for you nigga get up off the ground let me help you up but I respect you for being able <laughs> to say that shit I would be I would be obliged to help you off the ground because at least you were man enough to say it yeah. The one thing when I watch those racist videos and those people be fighting, even though them white dudes be getting their ass beat up by blacks and Hispanics on these videos, I'd be like, at least he had the balls to say it outside of his closed <laughs> doors. But you know what? After it's that ass cute. whipping, he won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all just need that ass whooping to slap upside your motherfucking head to realize you don't want to do it again. Another thing that you need to understand, and these are talking to some of the white folks that I know that follow me on Facebook, Instagram. I still love you, but I'm about to talk about your dumb ass. If we post something in reference to black culture and what we feel like we have been offended or oppressed by by white people, take your motherfucking ass on somewhere if you're going to laugh mm-hmm. or if you're not going to try to understand it. But the thing about it is, as a white person, no matter how many black friends you have, if you're gay, because normally a lot of gay white dudes have a lot of black girlfriends. Mm-hmm. No matter how many motherfucking black girlfriends you got or black friends you have, nigga, you still need to be mindful and respectful of the... Um, the pressures and the things that some coaches have to go through that mm-hmm. you will never know about. Never it's not funny it. to talk about somebody getting killed and people outraged about it. And sometimes, yes, black people may say some shit about white people that white people may not like. But if your people are doing these things, 
understand that maybe they're just not talking about you. If mm -hmm. I hear a black dude or a white dude on TV talking about some lazy niggas don't want to work and this and this and that, only thing that's going to make me mad is the word nigga. Mm -hmm. It ain't offending me that he talking about black people not, not working because he ain't me. talking about me. Because you can look, up all, that, you can look up all the motherfucking day. logs, I, the, uh, the hours I log, and mm -hmm. I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. I am outworking every motherfucking white person in my circle. Mm -hmm. Every motherfucking white person, that's a person because, that's not of color. Yeah. Because not only do we live by the motto of work twice as hard to get half as mm -hmm. much, the thing that we don't have, we don't have the luxury of doing half-ass work hmm. and people celebrating that shit like it's golden. Exactly. We got to do 200% work to get 100% praise. Mm -hmm. Y'all motherfuckers can do 75 and they'll give you 100. You can do 50 and they'll sing your praises like it's 100 mm -hmm. because of the skin color. Yep. Exactly. That's all I got to say, man. I'm going to get up out we of here. Went we went on a major rant. We did, but that's what we... <laughs> but, you know, I just had a lot of shit I had to get out of that Clearly. way when we get back to business because when we recording and we interviewing people and doing shit like that, like, I like to have a business, some agenda at hand. This is kind of like a real spill almost. Yeah. But kind of keeping people engaged. But, I mean, it's just certain shit, you know, that, that, that got to be said. I was thinking, speaking about the... Uh, friends, the white friends. I think you have one on Facebook that has personally made it his mission to come comment on every single thing that you post, race wise. Because I, I saw something earlier today, and I was like, I think that's his mission because he always comments and he's always the opposing view. But I mean, I, I can't remember what you're talking about right now. But I mean, it's good that people do that. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, don't overdo it. it that's what I was going to say, within but, reason. But I also feel like it is important. I mean, if we're going to have white people or any other race as allies, we have to let them kind of work through whatever they work through, yeah. the way they work through it. My whole thing is if you're going to champion my statements in reference to white superiority and black inferiority and certain shit that I post, like just make sure you're having those conversations with other people. Exactly. Like Because I could talk to you all day, but the, the point of making change or creating change is to create a... A platform to discuss mm -hmm. these things, but also have some kind of outreach. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody, if it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. But it's like if you're gonna take that information, or you're gonna dive, you know, give me information about white people or how white people feel or how Indian people feel. Like if we have that conversation, or we have it on wax, or even if we have it on social media or behind closed doors, take that shit to the next mm -hmm. person. If you learn something, white person or Indian person or Mexican person from me, take that back to your culture mm -hmm. because that's the shit we do. Mm -hmm. I that's what I was going to say even within your own race it's just about making an impression on somebody yeah. enough to where that changes their perception about because I know I was at the gas station yesterday and it was an older um, black guy there and I just you know naturally when I walk in I smile I speak that's just who I am yeah. and he was like where are you from and I was like I'm from here and you know he was like nah he was like where are you from I said no I'm from Dallas born and raised yeah. and he was like can't be he was like cause all the black women down here they, they mean they rude he was like, because he was a cab driver, yeah. and he was saying, I sometimes offer people a ride or black women a ride, and they like, oh, if I needed one, I would tell you. He was like, they don't smile, they don't, you but know, that's whatever. The thing too. So for me, it made me feel good because I know that I am like the exception or the difference. Mm -hmm. But what is that about? Like, that's another thing too. It's important for. I know a lot of times with black women and black men, as black people, period, we don't like to take certain labels that have been put on us, mm -hmm. and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Some labels we shouldn't take. But I think I've talked to you about this several times. If a lot of black dudes and a lot of other races are saying black women are mean or mm -hmm. rude, not everywhere. 
mm-hmm. but I'm talking primarily in Texas or in, let's just say Dallas. Mm-hmm. If people are saying that, if they're saying black women aren't as sexual, if they're saying this, if they're saying this and that, like at what point do we be like, okay, let's not generalize it, mm-hmm. but how widespread must it be? Yeah, I definitely If these don't. motherfuckers are, because that's the same thing I've said about like when it comes to black men and, and white women and sex being better or they being mm-hmm. more inclined. It's like if niggas from California to New York are saying that shit and from Texas on up to fucking Chicago and then even in Canada and everywhere, like if niggas everywhere saying mm-hmm. that shit and even though we've talked about it I think it's systemic and it's 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 a way that they have suppressed us through our own culture it's a way that they have suppressed black women and black men through religion mm-hmm. but at the same time if you can't acknowledge the shit that we are doing that may negatively affect b- black men and white and black women mm-hmm. if we can't accept what we're doing wrong how you can't fucking change I mean I don't I don't negate the generalizations that have been made I just don't agree that it should be generalized all the time because I know in certain instances but sometimes all the time it, some people generalize based off if they mess with 10 women athletes, that's that's 100% for them mm-hmm. so they have to generalize it because it's 100% for them mm-hmm. I get that but it's still if you are one of the few and you know of other women or you know in certain instances yeah. that are like you it's kind of hard to just be like oh I can just take that but you're saying course, they are you're like quite you. naturally quite naturally you're going to want to defend yourself no and that makes sense yeah because it's the same way when it comes to men like when you hear people be like oh black men ain't this and they ain't exactly. that exactly like damn but see at the same time and like then a, by the like, same token I, you also have to think about when black women hear certain comments made about black men it doesn't matter if we've experienced that all day every day from our black men we're still going to defend you and and defending is fine but at the same time at some point we have to hold people accountable oh yeah i saw of something course. the other day it was a video that uh a podcast guy put up and he, he laid after the backlash he got he said that he didn't put it out for that he was like I didn't even read it I just saw it and I posted it mm-hmm. and I was in my mind I thought was well that's it? dangerous but <laughs> it was basically a video and it looked like an old video from like the 70s where a white guy was interviewing six black women some of them had babies in their lap and it was basically saying black women were saying I would never be with another black man again because mm-hmm. black men ain't this and that and they have babies and they leave and they leave you with the kids and I was like it's ignorant to put this up first of all this is a VHS tape so God knows how <laughs> long ago it was it was put out second of all white people should never fucking tell black people stories mm-hmm. even if they go and interview a black person and a black person tells them verbatim how they feel about certain things a white person still cannot relay that message because the way we talk is different and some of the words that we use are not meant. It's just like you can say in 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 like Spanish, you could say one word and it'll mean two things. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how it is with black that black culture and black language. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I can say be blessed all day and it could be something. And good, I can hate your fucking guts. Bad. And a black person would be like, Well, they said be blessed, so they nah, want the best for me. No motherfucker, we just wanted be you to leave. Is, I'm done with your ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's little shit like that to where it's like Y'all can't, white people can't tell our fucking stories. If you're going to produce something as a white person, you better have a co-producer that's black. Mm-hmm. And when I say black, I mean black. Because everybody yeah. that's black ain't black. Not that's that the name I'm of the podcast. Black, but I'm trying to. Because I've said that too. You know how many times, especially with dudes, dudes got this so bad, man. Black dudes. Black dudes who, even if they come from the hood, but a lot of them who never went to the hood, never been in the hood, it's so funny because I know niggas who work in corporate and financial industries and, you know, religion and whatever else, and it's like, they don't want to tie themselves to the hood part of being black, but they want to dress the part. They want to look the part. They want to listen to the music, but you hate the people that you want to be. It's sad because I compare that to a white person doing blackface. That's what I'm saying. I mean... And that's why I say everybody that's black ain't black. mm Mm-hmm. 
It's like you do everything behind closed doors, and you you put the chains on. You got your yeah, your yeah. glasses and your bubble jackets and your Jordans, and it's like <laughs> okay, if but, that's what but, you want to do, but, do but, it. But a, but you'll sit next to a nigga who really is from that lifestyle, and this is mm-hmm. all he knows. He don't get to go into a closet and pick this shit out and say this one I'm gonna. This mm-hmm. is who this nigga is every day. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because I've dealt with a lot of dudes that have been in certain areas and later realized they didn't really want to fuck with me. They wanted to fuck with the essence of me mm-hmm. and what. Not to be you funny. Dad, you brought something that they didn't have. Exactly, and they wanted that, or they wanted to be around that. Mm-hmm. I can't wash these tattoos off. It was the life of the party. I can't. <laughs> I could cut my hair, but that's not who I am. You brought the girls that they wanted. That too. Yeah. And that was the, that was one thing I had to realize too, because when I first moved here and I was hanging out with people, I was like, you know, it's dope to be here. But then I was like, only time niggas, it was a one, it was a point in time where only time niggas invited me around was when they needed to whoop somebody's ass because they knew I was a fighter. Mm-hmm. When they needed marijuana at a party because they didn't, they was too square to know about where to get it from. When <laughs> or when they needed hoes at a party. Yeah. And when they needed hoes, marijuana, or a nigga who was ready to handle up mm-hmm. on disrespectful shit. I was and they liked knowing that they had somebody like that in their contact. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I used to come into certain rooms and go into certain parties and I'm like, this ain't me. Mm. But the hoes was on me. Of course. And the niggas was staring. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, and it's this so crazy ain't for because me. you know, with us having been together, it's like we would go to certain events together, and it's crazy because as soon as you walk into the room, like you would literally see, I would see the eyes on you, male and female, mm-hmm. and then I would see the men sizing you up, and I'm like, what? And uh, and not to be funny, I told you before we on? really started hanging out, I was like, I don't fuck with dudes, and you was like, why you don't fuck with dudes? And, yeah. and not to be funny, I tell people all the time, you would think I was six five with a ten inch exactly. dick driving a Mercedes Benz <laughs> with an Audi parked in the backyard <laughs> and a motherfucking Range Rover in the front with six bedrooms, a pool in the back, no kids, yeah. and holes all over the house like a Chris Brown video. Yeah, I ain't got. And none it's so of crazy that. because my uh, dick is nice, but it's not ten inches. I am not tall. I'm average height. <laughs> and for all you motherfuckers who be out there trying to talk about my height like I tell people all the time you see me though I'm a good 5'9 and people I know my homeboy but he was like man Slim Thug towered over you in that picture oh I said I'm God, I said I'm 6'6 six, six. I said I'm 5'9 but I'm scrappy though yeah you know what I'm saying yeah hey give me that my nigga yeah so but you know it's all good like I tell people all the time shit as long as you see me I'm fine with that. And that's why I always try to tell you, like, clearly you have some kind of presence that attracts people to you. Because I would be at the same event with you, and people would be like, who is that guy? Not even knowing yeah. that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, oh. But somebody had to tell me, too, they was like, <laughs> bro, you have to own what people are putting on you. Mm-hmm. Not own negative things, but if people see you as some big-time guy, some big-time whatever, not to be funny, that presence is going to catapult you mm-hmm. to the place that you want to be. Exactly. And that's why when I started really thinking about certain things, I was like, I'm not even worried about how people view me no more. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, clearly it's something about me that I have that other people don't have that's mm-hmm. getting you into these rooms. And I started realizing that's where a lot of the hate was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I used to, like I was telling my counsel, I was like, what is it about me to make motherfuckers hate me? Mm-hmm. And like I told you, I never experienced hate. Like when me and you first started dating, I said, if somebody says they don't like me or they hate me, it's because they either hate themselves mm-hmm. or they are H- a whole ass nigga. They are H-A. Like, because I don't do no full fake bullshit Mm -hmm. if i don't fuck with you i don't fuck with you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna act like i like you and i don't want to fuck with you yeah you ain't gotta worry about me being fake around you or dropping salt on your name Mm -hmm. i just prefer not to even have your name come out my belly up my esophagus on my palate and out past my lips exactly 
I'd rather be done. So I'm done, man. You got something else to say? I'm good. I'm excited about where we're going. I'm excited about what we're doing. It's tedious and as tiring yes. as it is. Oh, my God. I'm still excited about the journey. Yes. If you, we, we, we have closed off. Yeah, we are opening to accepting podcasts. We've a, we have one more in the pipeline, and we are done and that's for the it. remainder Once of the year. Once that nut bus is done, yeah, we're we, done. We're done. So what we did we'll come be up with reopening next year. Next year, we said from January to like the middle of February. That's when we will start doing opening accepting drives yeah. and accepting podcast submissions. Um, some of y'all motherfuckers who own the podcast brand right now, we let y'all in easy. Yeah, just know you definitely you, got in. You easy. got in easy, and because we do we, charge for this shit, and we didn't charge <laughs> none of y'all. Y'all came in on the floor, on the ground up. Mm-hmm. But now, once we get y'all plugged in, it is time for you to carry your weight. And think about how many times you reach out. Think about all the times you ask questions, you get answers, you mm-hmm. get prompt answers. Um, so just keep that in mind as you're like going through your daily. Like we said earlier, you can't get Mark Zuckerberg on the phone <laughs> if your Facebook account fucking up. So don't think you can yeah. get us on the phone on a weekend. Yeah, we don't. Please. Please work on weekends. We don't do business on the weekends, and we don't do business after five, five and, or six o'clock during the week. Please note, business means anything podcast related. Don't think that you can hit us up and just be like, "Hey, what's up? Question. How you doing?" Yeah. And then leeway yourself into a podcast yeah. question. Yeah, don't hand no, us a paper you. towel with a honey bun. We're not interested. Don't hand us a paper <laughs> towel with a honey bun in that. What does that mean? <laughs> a paper towel covers that shit up, and we don't know what yeah. we getting. Just like when you want to take a break, you make sure you put things in place to where you can have that break we That's do the same do motherfucking too. thing alright man should be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com that's T-H-A therealityis.com also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter Instagram and Facebook you can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Radio Google Play Spreaker Player.fm Listen Notes and more and by more we mean more is coming if you would like to be a guest on the podcast also be sure to email us at info at the reality is last but not least be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on we do not care if it's a good review we do not care if it's a bad review we do truly and honestly just want to hear from you like i always say man nl courage to excel success artesia i appreciate appreciate you <laughs> appreciate see that so that's a part of being black we don't mm-hmm. say appreciate you we say appreciate you mm-hmm. we don't say remote control we say mo control <laughs> But we know what the fuck that means. Exactly. White people, stop trying to write and tell our fucking stories. Black people, stop hiring white people to tell your motherfucking story. It's a lot of black producers, videographers, and documentary people out here that can tell your motherfucking story and understand your story. And the black people that are presenting those businesses and those services, please stay on your motherfucking job. And please pay (laughs) these people. Please, black people, let's pay each other. Let's truly support each other. Let's stop saying, I support you, mm-hmm. and we don't buy or do anything. Exactly. I wasn't able to go to a birthday party today because I had to take care of some things for my mother. Yeah, I had to take But what I did do, I said, hey, let me know if you on Cash App. I will send you some money. And that's support. And that is still me supporting mm-hmm. what you're from doing. From afar. From afar because I could not make it today. Yeah. I will if anybody knows me, I will invest and support you. Mm-hmm. For all y'all who do say Put you support me. Where your mouth is. Yeah, literally. And this is, goes out to the people, and I don't care if you get mad. For the people who support me and you have not bought a shirt that says the reality is on it, you have not donated money, mm-hmm. and we don't ask for shit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of y'all motherfuckers done been like, I'm gonna I'm a send you, I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, and don't make don't, Nigga, don't, don't say, say you're you gonna hit me when you ain't gonna hit me. Cause if you say I'm waiting, if you say I'm gonna hit you with a hundred, I'm waiting on that hundred. 
And you know why I wait on it? Not out of need. I'm not going to wait on it. No, I just I see wait. it when it pop up. That's the point. See, I wait on it not out of need, but I wait on it because it really tells me who the fuck you oh, are. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you say, I don't care if you forgot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's come back in hindsight for me because, like I said, I'm not going to wait on it, but I'll think about it months later. I'm like, this that never, never happened. Did. I was telling you the other day, okay. I was like, I remember. Um, I see you. I think it was last year I pay, I helped pay uh, give a person half of their rent because mm-hmm. they were behind. Since then, I probably heard from that person maybe four times, and the four times were not a phone call. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a what's up on Facebook. social media. Now, and social media does not constitute as a genuine interaction anymore. And it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't constitute as just keeping up with you. Like if a month, if I really fuck with somebody, mm-hmm. I'm texting you, I'm calling you, I'm emailing you. I may do all of those things. Yeah. We are not friends if we only communicate on, on Facebook. social media. We're, asso- we're associates. Mm-hmm. And associates, what that means is you use that person when you need them, mm-hmm. as you need them. Exactly. A friend is somebody that if I truly need you and I've invested in this friendship, I should be able to ask you for something, mm-hmm. whether it be time, money, or, or um, advice. Mm-hmm. And you're there for me. Mm-hmm. And reciprocity should be given. Yep. Period. So I look forward to it. We coming back in the podcast. We coming back and in, going back into the studio. Next Is it week. next week? And yeah. who will we have on the podcast at that time? Uh, Sean Amos. Uh, he's out of New York. He's out of New York. Mm-hmm. So it was just the PR company. The PR company okay. in Seattle. Okay. So that's who we will have next up on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Unless we do decide to drop something, but the next interview will be Sean Amos. Mm-hmm. I need to get on that and research him and mm-hmm. find out. I sent you everything you need to know. I know. Just, I just check your email. I, I just got to check it. My yeah. emails be flooded. But with that being said, man, like <laughs> I told y'all, my... man, we appreciate you guys. We thank you. Um, even though sometimes we feel like we are struggling, we appreciate the struggle. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's literally said, you got next, man. Mm-hmm. You got next. It's your time. We see it. And thank you for those people who literally put positive vibes in my life mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And I'm talking outside of Artesia. I'm talking outside of my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about friends, and I'm talking about people who are just true fans of the podcast who say, bro, you should have next. You're the next this. You're the next that. You should be this. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Even those people who are listening to the podcast, whether it be Blavity or Essence or whatever, the people who are listening, even if we're not being put on your platform or featured on your platform it's still big to me for you to even be paying attention to it Mm -hmm. so that's all I gotta say thank you you're welcome I appreciate it you've leveled up uh, before the podcast you said you changed your title for yes, Robert's I Media Group too myself. It, well I didn't have to change it for Robert's Media Group I'm still the administrative consultant yes, for the are. Reality Is podcast okay, but, but for you, the network yourself, transition uh-huh. I am the business manager oh. I mean that's what I've been doing all along anyway so I might as well just walk into it okay well you know that come, that's a lateral move <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It don't feel like a lateral move because I've been doing a hell of a whole lot more work. That's for sure. All right, man. We'll catch y'all on next week. Y'all have a good one. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you.